into the fall with a couple of months left to go before football season starts. The Citadel Bulldogs trying to come back off of a 5-6 and six season under head coach Fred Thompson. They held their spring game early, which he says allowed them to evaluate other programs. The main thing that we thought it helped us out with is we were able to get out and do professional development and go see other people's spring practices. Go visit with other staff and see how they do it and get more opportunities to see that. And then the last thing is, is is going back to the staff side is recruiting time. We had more spring recruiting prep time this year. We had about six weeks to be able to get all of our recruiting done before we went out on the, on the road. Citadel opens its SoCon season and its regular season at Wofford on September the 1st. And we'll also feature Charleston Southern on the schedule. Their head coach, Mark Tucker, joined us on Sports Talk yesterday and talked about projected starting quarterback, London Johnson. Difference maker speed. Um, this is his fourth year in the program. He is a redshirt, a rising redshirt junior, eligibility-wise. He's matured. He understands how to prepare himself now. But he is difference maker speed. Strong arm. Good with the ball vertically down the field. Him right He's a difference maker for the people, uh, against the people we have to play to compete to, for a conference championship and, and postseason. For the second straight year, the Buccaneers open with an SEC team visiting Florida in the Swamp on the first weekend of September. The ACC has announced that Clemson will be represented by head coach Davo Sweeney, offensive lineman Mitch Hyatt, and defensive lineman Cleland Farrell at its annual media kickoff event on July 19th. Sports Talk will be there with full coverage the two days of the event on the 18th and 19th. And former USC women's basketball player Asia Wilson was named SEC Female Athlete of the Year. Will Pelagic, South Carolina, Radio Network Sports. What can you find at JNR's this studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina? Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And, uh, hey, we got the whole gang here plus some. It hadn't happened in a while. It hasn't happened in a while. We uh, had a lot of people taking a break last week for the 4th of July. And um, we just didn't do a show last week. And uh, they didn't do the one before ours. But we're all back. And uh hope everybody had a good 4th of July. How you doing, Greg? It's great. Pulling for some good weather down there at Daytona. But... They got lights. They got the race in. They saw some action last night. Well, that that's the truth. That was a that was a pretty good race last night. I hate that. Uh, I hate that kid uh, Justin Hayes, who honestly I've never heard of him. Came ducking through there and and unfortunately stepped out of bounds as he was crossing the goal line, and uh, they took it away from him. You know, they ended up. He went from first place. They moved him all the way back to the last car on the lead lap. So he went from first to nineteenth, and uh, you know, just as quick as they could turn on the mic and tell him he was he didn't win. Well, I didn't get to watch last night. Why my, not? My cable has been out since about five o'clock yesterday afternoon, and we're sorry, but we're having trouble with fiber optic cables. Okay, you gonna take that off my bill? Is that that evil thing that they the? That you see on the commercials is that cable or is that some dish or something that's the evil cable? Well, I guess. See, there you go. At least we had a heads up. You know, I, I talked very earlier that morning. You know, was double checking with uh, Mr. Chris Wild, who we're going to talk to, who's president of Daytona International Speedway, and uh, I knew everything was rain delayed, but I didn't know how bad. And uh, when I flipped the TV on, I thought it. Originally, I thought I was looking at uh, expanded practice. I saw stage two come. I said, this is the race. <laughs> so then everybody wakes up. You know, here's the race. But uh, it was exciting. It was a good race. And uh, hopefully we can get into it a little bit more uh, a little later. And we got a, we got an announcement to make this morning that I'm, a, I'm very proud of. This is something really, I can't say it's been a whole 
lot in the time in the making. I just sort of came up with it, and it looks like it's happening. Things have moved pretty quickly, they, and, and we're proud to announce a new member to our cast. We have a new member to our cast, and uh, hopefully every other week we're going to go two hours and give him a, give him his own segment. But we've got Mr. Gene Murphy here. That's uh, a lot of you, I'm sure, are familiar with from uh, his writing in the Spartanburg Herald Journal. And Gene is going to come on... Um, if and when, and I think it's it's a when. Hopefully next week we go two hours. Gene's um, gonna, ha- yeah. Gene's gonna have his own uh, segment as long as he needs, probably about twenty minutes on what's happening around here locally. And Gene, welcome to uh, start your engines. Uh, I, uh, thanks for having me. I'm uh, uh, glad to be a part of the team and uh, looking forward to uh, just bring the local racing some dirt uh, news in and uh, just looking to the whole opportunity. You might say he's going to be dishing the dirt. Dishing the dirt. Matter of fact, you dished some dirt last night, I believe, didn't you? Uh, yes, sir. That's right. I, uh, of course, I had the big Lucas Oil Lake Mall Dirt Series race at Cherokee Speedway last night. Um, it was looking kind of ominous. Uh, the forecast was looking kind of ominous for most of the day and a good part of the week, but never had a little, just a little brief uh few sprinkles of rain right there around qualifying. Well, I kept the water truck off, right? Yeah, they, and, they, you know, and it got cloudy, and uh, I got there about 3 o'clock, and I uh, got there early. And uh, there was a few times, you know, you could see the clouds building around us, and if you looked on your phone, everybody's tracking, you know, the storms on the radar. It looked it looked pretty pretty bad, but uh, it just all worked out. It like it would just fall apart before it ever got to us, and had a great crowd come in, had a great race. Uh you know, uh, how'd it come out? Well, Scott Bloomquist, uh, he uh, he took the win. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Josh Richards uh, led up to lap thirty-one, and uh, Bloomquist got by him there on lap thirty-one. And Brandon Overton, uh, he was he's a defending race winner. He won last year. He just went through a deal where he changed changed rides. And uh, first night in the car, in the new car last night, uh, Brandon come all the way to finish second. Looked like he might uh, have a run at Bloomquist there at the end, but his tires give up on him. His rear tires give up. He chunked one out. The other one was slick, but he, he gave it a heck of a run. And uh, Bloomquist, that was his 599th career win Wow! last night at Cherokee. He may pick up the 600th career win tonight at Smoky Mountain when the Lucas Oil Series goes to Smoky Mountain Speedway in Maryville, Tennessee. Well, I was going to say, if you follow dirt at all, Bloomquist is the name you know. That's right. He's he's uh, arguably the best dirt late mile driver ever. Uh, and he's uh, he's a uh, controversial, kind of a polarizing figure. He's, he's uh, a lot like we, uh, Ronnie and I were talking about this morning in the live before we come on air. He's... He's sort of like the Dale Earnhardt a dirt. He's uh, you either love him or hate him, but you want to know uh, what he's doing, and, <laughs> and you want him there. It means more if he's there. And he's fifty four years old. That's my kind of driver there. Yeah, absolutely. And he's uh, we know he's uh, he's getting down to the end of his career, but he's still winning the big races. Sounds like it. And uh, so he's still a factor. He's not just out there. He's still a factor. And uh, like I say, he he's. He put it on, picked up another win last night. Well, as you can see, Gene knows his stuff, and it's going to be great having him on here. Um, we're going to start out once a month and give him as much time as he needs. Uh, if, if if we were to go to a two-hour show more often than once a month, um, then he'll he'll get more time. But, uh, Gene, how long have you been following the, the, the local dirt tracks? And tell us about your, you know, we can cross... Uh, publicize here about your newspaper how often are you in the paper and how long you been doing that uh well uh i've been writing for the herald journal uh since i think around 2006 and uh contributing race stories and then uh my column runs every other week on sundays usually in the Sunday paper, and I've uh, been doing that for a few years now. Called, it's called Murphy's Law. And that's what you're going to call your segment, right? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Well, I like that. And uh, it's I get a great response uh, locally, and uh, I hear a lot of people, you know, say they enjoy reading it. Uh, I always put the links up on, on my Facebook page so people that don't get the paper or live out of the area, they can still read it. And, uh, and like I said, I got my start. Uh, 
I guess like everybody does, you know, your dad's taking you to the race. That's exactly what happened to me. You know, and and we used to he used to take us to Buffalo Speedway and Sugar Creek and Cherokee, and then we'd go to Greer Dragway and Spartanburg Drag Strip, and and that's what I did growing up. And uh, he took it, he took me hunting and fishing too, but uh, and I've caught fish and <laughs> killed deer, but it it didn't take like uh, racing did. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Um, I know that I've been reading your article for years, and uh, I just had an epiphany. Is that what they say? I was sitting there one day, and I said, you know, we got a good little radio show on Saturday mornings, and they, uh, when we originally set this thing up back in February, we talked about doing a two-hour. In fact, I was pretty much told, you know, we want to go to two hours by June, and we're, we're working in that way. I mean, you know, things, things evolve. It doesn't happen like, like you say months ahead of time that it's going to happen, but... Uh, you know, it's July, and if we can slip in a, a two-hour show a, a month, we're going to do it. And I was thinking, you know, well, the only thing that we're really lacking is a, we just don't we don't cover the locals because, uh, I mean, honestly, none of the three of us are that knowledgeable about it. Greg's a cup guy, and I'm a, you know, I love, I love Indy cars and cup and and racing in general, and, and Ronnie's pretty well-rounded like, like me. And that's exactly what we needed is what you do. And I, when I was thinking about it, sitting there uh, at home, I said, well, you know, if we could get another half hour, I mean, another hour, if, if, we, could, if we could get Gene Murphy on here, you know, if he'd be willing to do it, um, we'd really have a, a well-rounded show. And I got some other ideas for, for that hour, that extra hour, if and when we get it. And, and hopefully it'll be next week, but I can't make any promises. Still some things have to be worked out, but. We're glad to have you. I think it's going to be great. And um, so, well, you know everybody, so we can have some great guests, too? Uh, well, I wouldn't say I know everybody, but I do. I did uh, mention to a couple of guys last night at the racetrack that that would be fun to have on. Uh, I got some phone numbers that I didn't already have, and uh, that we could get them to call in, and, uh, you know, some of the main players. And, uh, and I mean, like the, the dirt super late malls, that's my that's my passion. That's That's what I love. And. And then uh, I love being able to tie it locally, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm uh, I'm going to enjoy, you know, being a part of being a part of this. And and I, like I was mentioning, uh, always leading up a while ago, uh, this year's pretty special. Uh, we got Chris Madden out of Gaffney. He's leading the World Outlaw Craftsman uh, Lake Mall Series points right now. And we got Jonathan Davenport, who who's originally from Blairsville, Georgia, but he makes his home in Pelzer, and he's leading Lucas Oil Lake Mall Dirt Series points right now, and that's pretty neat. You got the two biggest national series, and they're being led by local guys, and then you got, of course, Chris Madden driving for Barry Wright Race Cars, you know, right here in Calpin, right? And it'd be and and uh, Madden's running a Clements racing engine, you know, and so I mean, it's right here in Spartanburg. It's, you can't hardly get more local. That. And, you know, and we talk about all the time on this show how we used to have it, you know, with the cup and cup, you know, with Cotton Owens and Bud Moore and Jack Smith and David Pearson. You know, everybody was from Spartanburg or drove the Spartanburg car at one time or another. But you've actually got that going on right now in Spartanburg with the dirt tracks. Exactly. And I mean, which like, is fantastic. And, you know, and it's I mean, and it's like you got NASCAR. That's the big I mean, that's, of course, that's the big ass yeah. series, the national series. Well, it just so happens in Dirt Super Late Mile Series, you got two. We got two national series. Right. And for, of course, to have two local guys leading the points right now, that's that's pretty neat. Pretty is that special. sort of, I mean, is that sort of like the American League and the National League? It It is. It is. And uh, they just, there's never a, the only thing, they never, I guess you say, play each other unless they, right. just, unless they just happen to, you know, interact. You know, somebody runs a different series mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, I mean, you do have them mix and run different series, but... Yeah, so it's it's a it's a neat deal right now. And and a lot of people, and I, I, I if I'm correct, there's a lot of others that run uh, Barry Wright race cars, right? That's right. I, I mean, I, it seems like a lot of the Cup guys that own dirt cars. I know it seems like uh, uh, Boyer has a, a a Barry Wright race car that somebody drives. Well, Boyer, uh, he actually doesn't. His team doesn't run a Clint a, Boyer. I couldn't think of his first name. Yeah, he. Uh, his team doesn't run a, a Barry Wright right now. They they did run a Barry Wright chassis a few years ago when they were teamed up when Don O'Neill won the Lucas Oil Lake Mall Series uh, points championship uh, uh, 
they, of course, had a Barry Wright chassis. <laughs> but a lot of people have Barry Wright chassis, uh, yeah. what you're calling, and, and other a lot of people have Clement engines. Oh, yes. Yeah, Clement's uh, racing engines is uh, uh, one, of, one of, if not the top, uh, dirt super late mall racing engine. Well, engine see, I, I, the analogy that I make to that would be going back to Indianapolis, like in the, like in the, the uh, 60s, when um, so many of the cars were all Watsons. You know, A.J. Watson built cars, and he'd build it for anybody. He built his own, and he'd build you one just like his. And then you had, of course, uh, um, the Meyer Drake Offenhauser that, that were in almost all the cars. So there's a big, uh, there's a big similarity there that I see. But, uh, Gene, we're, uh, we're just tickled to death to have you on, the, on uh, Start Your Engines with us and look forward to all you're going to bring to the show. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, too. I am. I'm honestly, I'm pumped to be here. Well... I can tell, and I know we're all glad to have you, but we're going to take a break right now and come back and talk to Chris Weil, who is, uh, I don't think he's sitting around in his hammock this morning. He's uh, he's ahead of the Daytona International Speedway, and he's got a lot going on. So we'll be back in uh, just a few minutes on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studio. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I flat tie. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John D. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. I flat tie. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6 for fast... back to start your engines and we are trying to get chris wild as i told you he's uh he's got to be busy this morning greg oh he's busy he's busy i think i think ronnie's getting a hold of him now but <laughs> they uh, he's got his hands full yeah he, we, they had a they had a race last night of course it was the uh that we talked about earlier the, the 250 for the xfinity and then we um of course at tonight they've got the five the 400 and um while we're trying to locate Chris, uh, Greg, you were very fortunate, of course, working for a Hall of Fame team like Budmore Engineering, to uh, to win both races at Daytona at one time or another. Of course, y'all won the 1978 Daytona 500 with Bobby Allison, and then again with Bobby Allison in 1980, you won the Firecracker, and um, that was uh, that was kind of a. a a unique deal because you had a brand new car for that race. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, the Cougar. That was when we debuted the Cougar. And then I think that was the last time a Cougar won a race, unless Woods did later on that time. But, but no, we had, we had built the Cougar for Daytona. Uh, it, we took a, con- thunder, a Thunderbird and converted over to a Mercury. And, uh, but uh, we... Uh, the whole thing worked out real good. Run second in the Daytona 500. The Firecracker race, it's always a lot more fun. In, uh, well, that's handling. something else I wanted to ask you about. The, pre- but the difference between the pressure of February and the pressure of July the 4th. Oh, it's different between night and day. I mean, you know, you, you've been down there with us on the, on the 4th. And, uh, you know, the snow, it's, uh, it's laid back. The 500 is just, it's almost too serious. <laughs> Two, well, let's put this: we got the 125 miles. Well, people have been waiting all winter to do it. Yeah, I, and it's like I told a sponsor guy on top of the truck one time. I said the 125 miler is uh, it's about like uh, 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 seeing who can hold their breath for 45 minutes, <laughs> the longest. <laughs> and many time we've been up there holding our breath. That's but, well put. Yeah, but like I said, we had a ball that time. I can I'll never forget that trip. 
we all made down there, but y'all made a bunch of trips with us. To well, Greg's raise it. talking about in 1965, the my family and Greg's family, well, they were going anyway. They were working, uh, sort of a working vacation except for the kids, but we took our family vacation and uh, Bud got his rooms right next door to them at the Castaway Motel there on the beach at Daytona and this was 1965, and everybody stayed at the Castaway. I mean, ABC's Wide World of Sports were there with Jim McKay, and uh, um, Bill Fleming was there, and Jackie Stewart. And um, No, not Jackie Stewart, because he was still racing, but, you know, the ABC guys. And, um, and all the drivers were there. A.J. Foyt. A.J. Foyt was right down the hall. And I got and nobody to, knows him. I mean, he, you know, <laughs> well, he was just coming. He'd won the pole at Indy that year, and he was just coming off of that bad wreck at Riverside where he broke his back and should have killed him. And um, so he uh, he became uh, good friends with us, sorta. And we'd go out and play shuffleboard with him. And he'd actually come over and knock on my door in the mornings and uh, get me to come out and play shuffleboard. Ask my mom if I could come out and play, and then he ends up winning the race. So uh, that was one of the greatest memories of my of my childhood but we uh, do have mr wild on the phone now from the daytona international speedway and chip how are you doing this morning uh, good morning how are you we're doing great uh, you don't have much going on today do you <laughs> man uh you know what today is a later day than yesterday i think yesterday we started at uh at 5 30 a.m so the fact that I didn't have to get up till seven this morning is a good thing well you, you should just after that finished last night I, I i might have been too excited to go to sleep i mean that was a heck of a race last night it really was i mean uh you look at both the xfinity series uh, finishes this year they've been really really close really exciting racing i mean with five to go we were four wide five deep wasn't sure who was gonna win it was uh it was exciting and uh you know what it was uh it was great to see a young guy like justin haley get an opportunity but you know the rules are the rules and uh and certainly applaud nascar for making a tough decision and and kyle larson grabbed the win yeah that, i tell you chris uh i'm not perry that that race was just fantastic i know it was rain delayed and, and when i turned the tv set on i thought that was going to be xfinity practice and then all of a sudden it says come up for stage two and there's already all kind of action i said we're going to get to see this this is the race <laughs> so then everybody got up and got around the tv and we saw a race i mean a good a good race and uh had controversy had a had a tremendous crash. Safety of NASCAR stood out again. Guy walked out of it. Uh, you know the fans got to see a a very competitive show, and them guys were out there running, as running to win, as running with all heart, and it uh, you could tell it. Well, and and that was a, a a horrific crash with a guy turning over, and 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 that is a testament to how NASCAR builds safety right into these cars. Yeah, no question. I mean, you know, and we say it time and time again, you know, we've made so many gains over the last 15 years. Um, and and to see somebody, you know, who, who gets hooked and, and flips over, be able to climb out and walk away and really without a scratch, you know, that's just a testament to NASCAR and their commitment to, to ensuring to, you know, making these races as safe as possible. Like sometimes, Greg, you know, we, we, take, we take advantage of the fact that you know, the, uh, racing cars is inherently dangerous. I mean, that's uh, these guys are so good at what they do, and they're so talented. But they do put their lives on the line every time they climb in and and and, and strap into their race cars. So, you know, kudos to, to Steve O'Donnell and and the rest of the team at NASCAR for for that commitment to making sure that we're making uh, the racing as safe as possible. I saw. Uh, I thought Rick Allen put it best when they were talking about the finish. Uh, when he said that, you know, it's just like uh, it's just like football. The guy stepped out of bounds. You know, you get your foot on the line, and um, I didn't really realize. It appears to me that you can't touch the line. I thought you couldn't get halfway over it or two wheels over the line or whatever. But you guys, uh, I guess the rule is you can't touch the the double yellow line. Yeah, can't go can't go on or below the yellow line, and you know they make that really clear in all the drivers' meetings down here. Um, they, they they reinforce it after the fact. You know, again, I never want to be in NASCAR's position where they have to make a judgment call, but certainly, you know, we support them. They did the right thing last night. And, uh, you know, Kyle Larson, he, uh, it's fun to watch that guy and, and to listen to his post-race interview, you know, to listen to how he can still remember all the moves he made in the last 10 laps to get the opportunity uh, to race for the win. It's just, uh, 
it's amazing to see what these guys can do with these race cars. And you know, at Daytona and Talladega, when we go plate racing, it's really hard. You got to have everything go your way to get to Gatorade Victory Lane. You, know, you got to have a really fast race car, but you also got to have the the, the the support of the of your competitors. You know, you got to have somebody that's willing to push you, and you got to be in the right line. Uh, and again, just got to have everything go your way. And certainly that was the case last night. Well, and the, the last thing I'll say about that finish is that it, it was controversial in that it happened, but the rules black and white. So, I mean, the kid actually had plenty of room if he, if he hadn't had just gotten down too low, but it was, it certainly was exciting. And I, I got a feeling he'll, he'll win his share. So, um, so how's the weather? How are we looking for tonight? Yeah, man, you know, the weather's always uh, a, a topic of conversation when we come down here uh, to race in July, but, you know, I feel like we're in a really good place. So we, we're, we're used to some afternoon thunderstorms, and to be honest with you, we actually embrace that down here because it cools it off. I mean, last night was perfect. It was 75 degrees, a little bit of a sea breeze right over all of our race vans through here at Daytona International Speedway. Expect the same tonight. Uh, we got a lot of really exciting things in store. I don't know if you saw last night. Uh, race but we had uh, steve o'donnell's daughter sing a national anthem right. uh and he and he didn't know uh i've been working on that project with his wife aaron and their daughter shannon since march uh and it was really a, a a fun surprise for us to be able to 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 see his reaction and and, and race control i i let mike uh, helton in on the surprise a couple of weeks ago because i had to make sure uh that he was going to be up in the tower when, when we did the national anthem uh, and and Mike certainly over delivered on that. He was there, and, and and it was a really special moment for for him and Shannon and the O'Donnell family, but really for our sport. You know, I I say this all the time. We're so blessed to be a part of this sport, and 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 the reason that I'm attracted to it is because of the family. You know, because of the atmosphere that the France family has created over the last seventy years, and and to be able to do that for them last night was something really special. And I think you've got one more thing going for you that you you really need to mention is. Uh you got lights, so I mean, we're going to get this thing in tonight if there's any way possible. Oh, man, I, yeah, they're, they, that's right. We've been racing the lights here for 20 years. That's I hard to believe. believe. 20, it's, yeah, it's unbe- hard to believe that we've been racing since 1998 at Daytona International Speedway. But, yeah, man, with the fans today are in for a, a great treat. we got a lot of uh, things happening here starting at 2 o'clock. Uh, Josh Turner's playing our pre-race concert. Um, we got, uh, you know, obviously going to honor our, our, our country's military uh, with a standing salute, that's something we work with NASCAR on to to make sure every, they know how much we appreciate um, um, you know the, the sacrifices they've made for our country and uh, and and just you know the the racing action and stuff. There's so much happening. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. If you haven't been to the, uh, a race and seen one live, you need to come because it's more than a race. It's an event. It's a weekend event. Uh, and from the time you come onto the property until the time you leave, there's something to do something to see uh and something to be a part of so encourage race fans to, to get out to their local nascar track and support these things because it's a it's a it's a heck of an experience well i, I tell you one more thing you might have tonight also is uh you might have a very very popular winner i mean you've got you've got a front row with uh, chase elliott and alex bowman and got the old-timer Jimmy Johnson up there in the second row. So, I mean, if one of those guys were to come through, not to mention uh, uh, Michael McDowell or some of the other guys that are starting up towards the front, you could have a real surprise and um, a very happy victory lane. Yeah, no question. You know, we've been talking about the Fords all season and how fast they've been and, and, and really how they've dominated. Uh, but then you look at the front row tonight, two bow ties that second and now even third i I think uh you know the thing about daytona is you just don't know i mean you know austin Dillon going into the white flag lap for the daytona 500 uh didn't think he was gonna be a daytona 500 champion but everything fell his way he did what he had to do uh to pass eric amarola going into turn three and and uh and and he'll ever be known as a daytona 500 champion i think you'll see that tonight uh during the coke zero sugar 400 yeah if i tell you it really uh you you've come right off the bat and, and made a wonderful event uh even better and, and like i say it, in a firecracker race it is a little bit more family it's always been family at all the races and it's great to just put the dying that way but uh firecracker race is always a little bit special a little more laid back a little bit more family and and like i say it's actually an event it's more than just a race and experience and uh, 
y'all doing an excellent job of doing that down there. And we just, you know, I was in the sport for a long time, and it was even that way back when they started at 10 o'clock. And uh, we burn up to about 2, and uh, the lights and everything helped that. And everything's oriented to the fans, and uh, NASCAR knows that, and they take good care of the fans, take good care of the competitors. That's exactly right. You know, the France family has instilled in all of us, uh, you know, that, that family atmosphere and, and, and everything we do, uh, revolves around that. You know, this weekend, 12 kids, 12 and under are free in the fan zone, uh, which is right in the middle of our racetrack. And it's a really unique experience to be a part of that and see how these mechanics wrench on these race cars, get them ready, uh, to go out on the high banks of the Daytona International Speedway. Uh, we have a kid zone inside the UNOH fan zone as well. And, and we also have kids pricing. So, you know, we try to make it affordable for our racers to come out and experience this brand-new state-of-the-art facility uh, that we're so proud of at Daytona. You know, we're three years into the, the new Daytona International Speedway, the $400 million project that we completed in 2016. And, you know, still still getting incredible feedback from our fans on the amenities that we've provided here, you know, from escalators and elevators to you know, 101,000 brand new, wider, more comfortable seats to you know, Wi-Fi and all of the common areas. Just a really great way for fans to come out and experience the NASCAR race. Well, Chip, go take a five-minute bathroom break and get out there and uh, get ready to put us on the show tonight. And we really appreciate you coming on uh, Start Your Engines with us this morning. I know you're busy, and it took a for taking this time out of your morning on, on race day. I, we really appreciate it. It's my honor. I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. That's Chip Wild with the Daytona International Speedway, and uh, man, he's a he's a good guest. That was a good good one there, Greg. Oh, he he's a great one. Okay, so we're going to take another break now and come back and talk to the Wizard of Pit Road, Mister Nelson Crozier. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg, fourteen hundred. Hey man, you're looking for good, clean, late night fun? Boy, do we have a show for you. I'm KB and I host Up Late, Planet Earth's only late night locally produced mid-market sports talk show. So habit-forming, you can't fall asleep without it. Up Late with KB, weeknights at 11, only on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. I want to spread the news. Sure, it's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That's where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janney Montgomery Scott, located right here in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. Trent can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trust, Racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. If you're in the market for a job in manufacturing or distribution, or you run a business and are in need of employees in fields ranging from small-scale construction to large mechanical contracting to manufacturing, packaging, and warehousing, then let CRS help. CRS has been a reliable bridge that runs in both directions for employers and job seekers. Get your next great search started today. Call CRS at 336-2405, stop by 337 Spartan Green Boulevard in Duncan, or online at crshighright.com. We spend a lot of time in our cars, so make that time well spent with the help from Elite Audio. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway can upgrade your sound system, add a navigation system, customize... Uh, welcome back to Start Your Engines for our final segment. Let me touch on just a few things happening as uh, before we bring Nelson on. Um, tonight... At Iowa Speedway is the the Indy cars are running, so uh, you've got um, you've got a lot to watch <laughs> if, you, if you like racing. I, actually, that Indy race now I'm, I'm stand corrected here. That may actually be tomorrow, and I should know better. But um, anyway, they are running at Iowa, and uh, check your local listings on that one. I was thinking thinking tonight, but I don't think they'd go head to head with NASCAR. That's probably tomorrow afternoon. Um, of course, the the it's on NBC tonight at seven o'clock. The uh, the Indi- the um, 
400 that used to be called a firecracker 400 and those were some good days greg when they had it at 10 o'clock in the morning and you watch the race and watch fireball robbers win and you'd be at the beach by three that's right or at the pool that was some good days and got to play with all the drivers and everything else everybody had a lot of fun that was the good old days and we've also got the uh um, next week um everybody will be in kentucky the xfinity cars will be in kentucky for a Friday night race, as they did this week. And then Saturday night again will be the cup cars once again at Kentucky Speedway. Formula One, they ran last week at the Grand Prix of Austria. And the two American entries, um, the Haas Racing Ferraris, finished fourth and fifth with Romain Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen finishing fourth and fifth. That's not quite on the podium, but it's uh, it's pretty darn good. And actually, Magnussen is up to seventh in the points. So, uh the Formula One guys are, um, oh, I don't, I'm not sure where they're racing this week. And I thought I had it written down here, but they, they were in Austria last week. I think they take a week off. I'm not certain, but I should know. I thought I had it written down. And of course, um, as I mentioned, everybody will be in uh, Kentucky next week. As far as the Xfinity goes, I want to mention that uh, Jeremy Clements had a good run going last night. He was running about 11th the last time they showed him, and he got in that big, massive pileup where the car flipped, you know, barrel roll through the first turn. That was Cendric, uh, was that the gentleman's name, the, the kid driving that car? And uh, he took a pretty big hit in the points, did Clements, but he's, he's but he's back to 18th, so he's still in striking distance, and I think he's maybe just biding his time until he gets to uh, Road America, where uh, he won on the road course last year. Yeah, oh, really does. I, I think he'd do good. Once again, he just needs money, needs a sponsor. Somebody, somebody cough up Jeremy some money, and he'll be right at the front. And we're going to bring on now... Uh, Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Sorry about that, Nelson. I sort of stepped on your intro. How are you this morning? I was doing pretty good. Are you at the track or are you in North Carolina somewhere? No, I'm in North Carolina. I had uh, some stuff yesterday, so I didn't go down. Well, you saw the race last night. That was... Uh, an exciting finish, but too bad for the, the kid that stepped out of bounds. Oh, no question about that. And NBC has got to start getting their names right. They were calling uh, Austin uh, Cindric Briscoe. And, you know, they made quite a few mistakes well, in the broadcast booth. We, we, I'm going to tell you something that I noticed. And see if you notice the same thing. Uh, and this is not his first year. I actually thought uh, Junior do, is doing a fairly good job. But that Steve Latart never shuts up. I mean, he he constantly talks. He was even, when they were coming down for the finish last night, um, he was doing like the, the play-by-play instead of Rick Allen, who's, you know, that's his job. I just, I think they need to rein in Latart a little bit. Did you notice that, or is it just me? No, I fully agree, and... He's talking a mile a minute. He is. Uh, he needs to slow down so people can even understand him. Yeah, that was the only complaint I had about that. He's uh, actually his voice sounds very similar to me, anyway, to to Junior, and uh, I kind of had a, a problem telling them apart. But uh, well, anyway, you got three of them. You got uh, because of them talking fast. Uh, Jeff Burton, when he gets excited, talks fast. Junior talks fast. And Latart talks fast. So it's hard to tell which one is which many times. Right, and they, uh, uh, they'll, it's a work in progress. I mean, it's, uh, it's better than boogity, boogity, boogity as far as I'm concerned, but, uh, you know, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get it, they'll get it down pat. That's just, we'll give them more than one week to, to take care of it. Yeah, well, like I say, let's don't, he, he's a fox buddy, so let's don't, let's don't count DW out. He's getting the lays, but what I noticed, same thing y'all noticed, everybody talk fast. I mean, they talk faster than you can, and and they got names wrong. The race itself was great, but then they had a thing afterwards that was like filler material, and they had Kyle in the car one minute, and this, and they made that thing. They were flashing drivers. They 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 put so much in, and it was going at the speed of light, Nelson. I, I mean, you had to call that. I, I I don't know if that's the way uh, the younger group does things. Apparently, uh, well, the biggest problem. Uh uh, across the board, uh, 
the current generation has a very short attention span. So they're trying to cram everything into a short period. But when that happens, you just slide over 90% of it. Yeah. Well. They, and they talked uh, very briefly, you know, the chase has hurt his ankle, but they never bothered to tell how or why or how bad it was hurt. Well, do you know? I mean, do you no, know what happened there? No, that's one thing I missed. I, I do not know what happened. Well, that's the first time I ever heard you say that. But uh, we'll let you, since you're not at the track, uh, we'll let you slide on it this week. Let, let's uh, let's get our picks here out of the way before uh, um, before we go any further. And, and Nelson, we've got a man that's going to come in and do our show every every. Um, at least once a month, probably more often than that, named Gene Murphy, who writes for the Spartanburg newspaper here, and he's a local dirt track expert, and uh, Gene is going to get the first pick this week. Since since Ronnie's only got three wins and he's leading the pack, uh, Gene's still got plenty of time to catch up. So, uh, you're second, uh, Nelson, with two wins, and nobody else has one. So, Gene, who are you going to take this week? Well, y'all give me a little forewarning, so as I was thinking on this a little bit, and it's hard for me not to go with a dirt guy, so I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. Well, there you go, number 42. And who are you going to take there, Nelson? I'm uh, going to make the change this week and go with Joey Logano. Joey Logano, that's uh, the double deuce. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Well, I'm an order qualifier. Uh, I'm not... He's probably up there pretty good, wasn't he, Nelson? No, he was middle of the pack. Was he middle of the pack? But I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what you done last week. I'm gonna really stick my neck out and uh, pick uh, Kevin Harvey. Yeah, that's that's really going out on a limb there. And um, yeah, Menard's thirtieth, so he's uh, he's towards the he's towards the back of the middle of the pack. But you picked uh, Harvick, or what do you think, Ronnie? Eighteen. He's going to take Kyle Busch, and uh, I'm glad nobody picked who I wanted. Who uh, this one's for Hannah, who uh, is uh, he's she's dying for Chase Elliott to get his first win, and since he's on the pole, I'll take him. So um, we've got our picks in, Nelson. Um, so what do you think uh, of uh, the the package that they're running here at Daytona? Is it is it something that's uh, uh, going to make a more competitive race tonight, or are they going to get strung out and be a parade? I think they're going to be very competitive, but the cars are running right on the ragged edge. You know, they reduced the downforce, but the cars are skating around a lot. So they're not going to be as stable as the cars were last night. Yeah, it looks like the air does. I mean, they've got to be experts with moving the air. You know, it used to be only a couple of people sort of knew how to do that, and now they've all, it, it, it's more of a drafting deal, and you can turn one of these things over, it looks like, if you just went out there and thump, thumped your thumb on it or something. I mean, well, the thing you've got to look at, uh, you look at a streetcar, uh, they're symmetrical on the right side and the left side. The race cars are not. The left side looks totally different than the right side. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. And I thought that was something they tried to do away with a few years ago. Well, somebody had a better idea. <laughs> I think they need to go back to them templates like they had for years. That way, when you carried it back to the shop, if they wasn't looking, you'd, you could work on the template. We never done anything like that. But anyway, <laughs> that, was, that was a big gray area you could work well, in. Well, I remember, I think it was 69, uh, Bill France uh, told him to go downtown and bring back a bunch of cars out of the showroom. And they pulled them in the garage, and they started measuring from the uh, spindle to the uh, A-post. And they were two and three inches different on the production cars over what the NASCAR specification was. They said, get those cars out of here. <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I, I'm, I've just been thinking back to, uh, we're very history-oriented on this show, as you know, uh, Nelson. And you've, you've been around for so much of it. And I was just thinking of some of the great firecracker races. I was fortunate to go a few times down there. And, uh, but one I was not at was the famous race. And, and I brag on David Pearson here from Spartanburg a little bit. The year that he, uh, put the brakes on and let Petty go by him on the last lap so he could run him down and beat him. And, uh, I'm sure you were there for that one. Yes, I was. That was a cool one, wasn't it, Elsa? Mm -hmm. Richard was mad. Pearson was clearly, well, they were about equal. Uh, but Pearson went in turn one. We thought he blowed up. Yeah, everybody did. And David, <laughs> David said that um, 
you know, he said, I, I, I want him to get a, get a good lead. He said, I about let him get a little bit too far. But once he got a whip, them cars drafted so good, he come around there and he passed him just coming into trial. And, I mean, that was dramatic. That, that, was, that was dramatic. That was typical Richard Petty, uh, uh, Richard Petty, David Pearson type dueling. The king with the silver fox. Yeah. Well, uh, one year on Kyle's charity ride, uh, we were down uh, in Georgia Pacific facility uh, down uh, the southern part of the states. And uh, head of uh, Georgia Pacific gets up and he invites Richard up and asks, well, well, who do you think was the best driver? Richard thought and thought, and he said, well, I'm going to have to say Pearson. Uh, they call Pearson up and they said, so David... Who do you think was the best driver? Well, you know, uh, I have my own opinion, but I cannot, you know, dispute what the king says. So <laughs> the best driver. Well, you know, Nelson, it's funny you should say that. I wrote a song one time, and that's uh, that's how it ends, um, called The King and the Silver Fox. But uh, that was, uh, yeah, those are some good. And I, you know what just popped into my mind? And tell me if I'm wrong about this. I think it was for second place or maybe third one year that uh, Buddy Baker driving the Bud Moore car. I think it was Buddy and Cale Yarborough finished in a dead heat. Didn't they? Didn't they finish just side by side? And there was the timer. I mean, it, I don't know if it blew a fuse or what, but they they it's it's a tie. Yeah. That, Do you remember that? Nelson? I remember I was sitting there looking right at it, and and it. Uh, 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 back then they didn't have uh, their sophisticated cameras and timing equipment uh, as uh, we have now. Uh, so, you know, when they were, you know, a blink of an eye apart, it was hard to tell who was who. Uh, you go back to the 59 race for a uh, Lee Petty one. Uh, they waited three days, partially to, you know, build up the hype right. before they finally announced, uh, you know, that Lee had won. Well, you know, and that, that was in the 500. Uh, we, um, it was just, it was just, uh, as we've, been talking about this morning it was a more laid-back thing the july race and and we we mentioned how you the race was it sort of like the southern 500 it was a morning race i mean you know they they ran it on uh, the southern 500 was always on monday labor day and the firecracker 400 or 250 was always on whatever day the fourth of july was and they started at two o'clock in the morning and uh you know you could be at the pool by or the beach by two or three o'clock in the afternoon and uh I tell you, when they when it was a two hundred fifty miler, it went by fast. It, it sure, really was. Well, what, well, right now, you look at the weather conditions for this evening. Uh, you know, right now it's mostly cloudy, uh, you know, about eighty four uh, degrees. Uh, but then you get up two o'clock, isolated thunderstorms. Uh, Three o'clock uh, on, uh, scattered thunderstorms, and you know, then they they say it's going to be partly cloudy by race time, but who knows. But, you know, it used to be, you know, by 2 o'clock, we were about done and headed back to the beach. Right. But then they did not, I was, I was telling, uh, when I was getting in contact with, uh, with the president, Chip, uh, I told uh, Elton Secretary that uh, what we need in this case is, a, is some Bill France weather. Because Bill France, right. it seemed like he could get them in, and it was just, that was the magic of the Francis. I mean, it's just big Bill. Great man. Well, they always said uh, Bill Senior made a deal with God. Yep, I believe that's so. Well, I tell you, the um, we just had Chip Wild on from the Speedway, and he actually uh, said on our show just about a half an hour ago that he he welcomed a little shower come through there about four o'clock on race day. Yeah, I kind of find that hard to believe, but he did say that. Well, if it comes and goes, it's well and good. Uh, but uh, speaking of Chip, uh, there's apparently a little bit of dissension between NASCAR and the Speedway as to uh, you know, why attendance is down. And the Speedway is saying that's because we don't have any named drivers and NASCAR is trying to promote the young drivers. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Well, we were watching the race last night and my wife said, what a good crowd they've got. And I said, Giannis, they uh, they paint the seats different colors. That's right. <laughs> For that very reason, I said, if you look real close, there's not hardly anybody there. <laughs> we heard no, a boo. It, you heard a boo and it sounded like about, uh, about like uh, uh, 30 people booing. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, wasn't like a bowdine being introduced or something and the whole place is just going boo. Which boos are good, but they didn't have enough boos. 
No, well, the thing is, uh, Ed Iskandarian of Esky Camps one time uh, told me, he said, I don't care that they say that great Esky or that damn Esky, just as long as they say Esky. And that's what a lot of people don't realize anymore. Uh, it's name recognition, whether it's uh, actually you don't want something evil, but, you know, popularity-wise, you know, people cheer for somebody or they do for somebody. They're popular. I mean, they're popular in different ways, but they're still popular. Uh Back, uh, you know, in the mid-60s, when Richard was winning all the time, he got more booze than anybody. Yeah. Well, you know, he was a lot like the New York Yankees. Uh, you like to have the dynasty, I guess, to make this, give the sport a name. But, you know, you hate to see the same person win all the time. And uh, that's the way it was. And that's why Pearson's win was so popular, I think, and that was 74, if I'm not mistaken. But, Nelson, we appreciate you coming on. You're the best as usual. And uh, um, be talking to you next week uh, from Kentucky if you go. Good enough. I call for bluegrass state so we'll just see what's happening out there okay buddy that's nelson crozier our uh pit road on the scene expert who uh didn't make it down to daytona but he goes to more than he doesn't go to i was handed a note here by our new member of the cast gene murphy that the formula one race is at silverstone in england which i should have known that i knew it last night when i was printing all this stuff out and lewis hamilton's on the pole and uh and the mercedes for uh um, Nikki Lauda. So um, that's uh, something to watch Sunday morning after you uh, watch the race Saturday night tonight at Daytona. And um, Gene, we'll tell you once more, appreciate you coming on the show and we're looking forward to having you uh, as often as possible. I look forward to being on as much as y'all have me. Well, we'll have you. We'll have you. And you, uh, I can't wait to see what all you're going to bring to the show with the, with the, the dirt track dishing the dirt out for us and uh and the other uh um guests that you can bring on that uh i'm just thrilled and i can't wait greg uh got a good race coming up tonight and we'll see you um see you at, out in the parking lot in a few minutes <laughs> and you yeah. too you too ronnie and uh we're gonna um Hopefully, everybody have a good Saturday afternoon. Get done what you got to get done and be in front of the TV by 7 o'clock tonight so you can watch the 400. And um, in the meantime, have a good, safe week and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are we're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg. Fox Sports trending now. This report presented by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay.